0: The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station.
1: Let's go, girls.
0: From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way.
2: ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and from coast to coast, we've got you covered with just some of the greatest products, greatest services, greatest websites. Linda, I'm so excited. I found the best website today. How
3: are you this week? I am great, Sandra. How are you? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I am good. It's very rare, Linda. I've got to tell you, you know, I sit and look at websites all day long, and I analyze them. And when uh, Luke Padgett, who was our guest, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, told me about Healthy Bitch Daily, um, I just had to go look at it immediately. And it was so much fun. I was laughing. I almost fell off my chair. It was so funny.
3: <laughs> well, I know you sent me the link, and I tried to get on, and for some reason I couldn't get on the site. So I I didn't have a chance to look at it.
2: It's so busy. You know, it's like um, there's nutrition and fitness and self and beauty and recipes. I mean, they talk about natural nail polishes, detox foods, things like that. But I just have to redo this because this it's just made me laugh, and it talks about being powered up about stuff. When you go to the About page on this Healthy Bitch Daily, it says, yeah, we give a shit about things. We're the loudmouth lifestyle resource on living life like a hot, healthy bitch, and I just thought that was so funny. And it's made by the girl who wrote the book Skinny Bitch.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah, and a couple of her, as she put it, wise-ass friends, which was just, you know, they talk about fitness, sex, mind, body, soul, and it's just funny. I mean, the writing is exceptional, the content is hilarious, but you actually learn something, too.
3: Well, that's great, right. Um, no yeah. one, humor goes a long way, especially especially as we get older, right?
2: It's true. And this is smart humor. You know, this was, you know, she made references to Gandhi and they were just like, you know, run to the bathroom funny because you have to have a brain to get this sense of humor. So I love the combination of sexiness and humor and helpfulness and like better living. It was just what we were all about.
3: Okay, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. When I, I'll try to get on again, and hopefully I'll be able to do it this time. I hate websites where you just, you know, you try to get on and you can't 'cause because you just get frustrated, and you say, no, no, I you know, enough. I'm I'm going to just leave it and see what happens.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? I would imagine that this is because um, we have so, it, it just gets so much traffic.
3: Maybe. Well, then they better yeah. get a, you know, more capacity so that they can, they can take all of the crowds that are coming to the site.
2: Right, a high-capacity server just for that, um, you know, just for that special. Uh, but, you know, it's, when people do things and they go over really well, it shows. It shows. I mean, it, when I sent it to probably 25 people, and everybody got on it immediately.
3: Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe it was my computer, but um, we'll see. I, d- yeah. I got something really fun this week, too. Um, it was actually something that I saw on HSN, and you know I spend too much time on those shopping channels. But I I, <laughs> I, I, I um, tell myself I'm only buying things that I really need. And, it's you know, they're only like $25 and $30 items, so it's not like I'm breaking the bank. But I'm having fun with it. So last week I saw these readers. And you know, I had just I had just gotten glasses, and um, even choosing frames, when you go to the traditional, I actually went to Costco, and they you know they did a pretty nice job, but the 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 frames are drab. You don't get the colors, you don't get different styles. You just kind of get the traditional ho hum kind of glasses, and so. I did that, but then I saw these readers and I said, "Oh my god, I'm going to try them because they all they came in these wonderful colors. The frames were fabulous. Orange and blue and green and red. And so you got uh, seven pairs of glasses and a pair of sunglasses for $25. Wow. So uh, they arrived yesterday and I really liked them because I tried on every color and I said, "Oh, these are just so much fun." <laughs> And how many pairs did you get for what is it? Twenty five bucks? Yeah, I got eight pairs of glasses for twenty five dollars. You can't even you can't do you can't even get a case for twenty five dollars these days. No,
2: no, not at all, not at all. That's hilarious.
3: Yeah, so I, they, I really I really in, I enjoyed my new glasses. And then yesterday I went for my very first ever 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 feeding for contacts.
4: Oh.
2: You are entering the plastic chip in your eyeball phase. <laughs> I
3: am. You know, I I just thought, well, you know, I won't wear them every day, but when I go out to a meeting or I'm going out to a social event or dinner, I'm tired of wearing glasses all the time. And I never used to. It was just um, readers that I, for, you know, for, for. um close up, but then when the distance started to get fuzzy, I started to wear glasses most of the time, otherwise the people I was talking to weren't very clear, and I don't think that was a good idea. So I went, and I um, I did the exam, and um, I got some contacts, so uh, it should be fun trying to get them in and out myself for a while.
2: You know, I love my contacts, but I've worn them since like sixth grade. <laughs> Well,
3: I'm a little bummed. I was
2: one of those dorky little kids in third grade with the glasses, you know, and I'd sit there with these giant blue eyes, this big mop of blonde hair, and then just these huge spectacles hanging off my face. Um, but yeah, it was finally, it was like sixth grade or something like that when I got, um, you know, I didn't have to uh, wear them anymore.
3: Yeah, well, I, I now I'm, I'm all set. I have my prescription glasses. I have my fancy-schmancy readers, and then I have contacts. So I will be ready to see anything that comes my way. Did you get
2: colored contacts, or did you get, like, regular
3: contacts? You know, contacts? I got regular, um, and he asked. You know, I asked him about the tinted ones, and he said, you know, they really don't make them so much anymore. I guess that they really weren't in demand. Um, But I thought, you know, that would be really interesting, not for a different color, but just something to enhance your own color. Yeah. But, uh, you know, apparently they're not that readily available anymore. I don't know. Maybe, as I said, they they weren't so much in demand, so maybe there was only one manufacturer that makes them now. Did you ever get those?
2: I didn't I tried them once but my eyes are like blue purple you know so there wasn't much you know when I turned them green I I looked like something lost <laughs> I mean it was pretty bad Yeah you got to be
3: careful I know my husband was wearing contacts for a while and he got the tinted ones and his eyes are kind of blue and they and these made them like aqua blue. I mean, everybody would comment on his eyes because there they they was were such a beautiful color. So when I saw that, I said, well, if I ever get contacts, I want to try the tinted ones, but let me experiment with these first. This is challenging enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and your eyes are pretty. You know, I could see if I had, like, plain eyes or you had plain eyes, you know, but you have nice, dramatic eyes and good coloring, and they match your coloring. You know, you're trying not to be something other than you're not, you know. Yeah. So I will tell you something about eye color. My sister's eyes changed from brown to green when she had was pregnant with her last kid, and we all thought she had colored contact.
3: Wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, my eyes are hazel, and they've always they've always been hazel. And since I haven't had any children, they 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 sort of stayed the same color. But it, exactly. you know, it'll be nice because it's nice to go out when you you know you really make up to go out, and then actually you don't have to throw on glasses on top of the uh, on top of the uh, makeup.
2: Yeah, that's true. I so, mean, and the thing is, I don't know about you, but glasses are tough in the winter. You know, like I remember getting on the school bus and it, they would fog up, you know, when I'd come in from the cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was just a tough, uh, tough uh, thing. And I would always lose them. I'd leave them on the back of the boat. And they'd fall 200 feet to the bottom. Oh, yeah. only, but,
3: Well, now you know. you, that's why you have to go out and get the, you know, eight pairs for $25. Because if you lose one, it ain't <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Really
2: you know, I thought about, like, there's phone cases you can buy on Amazon now, and they come from China, and they're like that. There's like eight of them for $25, and I, my, I'm thinking I might try them um, because, like, you had such good luck with that.
3: Yeah, as long as I don't go blind, it'll be fine. They're just pretty and fun and cutesy, so especially the orange. The, and the orange is just like a nice orange, and it, it sort of matches my coloring. I mean, it, just, it brightens your face, and it's nice to have glasses that actually brighten your face.
2: That's true, because they do, they too tend to be heavy and bring them down. And I have, you know, I have terrible eyesight, Linda. I have, you know, like Coke bottle glasses, you know, even compressed. I think I'm 2750 in one eye and like 2800. I'm like legally blind. So wearing cute frames is really hard for me, and I only wear them in private. I won't wear them out in public because people will just like, oh, my God, those are so thick, you know. Well, I don't know. They,
3: they've they've got new, you know, new new glasses all the time now, new lenses. So maybe um, you know they won't be as as dorky as the ones that you used to get.
2: Well, I I cheat. I have my cheaters. Like I put my contacts in, and then I wear my fashion glasses that are, you know, like they're just plain. You know, like they're good drugstore. They're like you know high end drugstore glasses, and I I'll put them on when I want my IQ to go up.
3: Yeah, well, that they're like the, the the readers. Those are, they're magnified. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, little, yeah. You know, they just. I don't know. Would I want to feel smart, or I want to look smart, or I'm in a presentation? I, I'd like to get up and take my glasses off and put them on the table, even yes. though I, I don't need them. I mean, because I already have corrective lenses in. Yeah, no.
3: well, they're for effect. <laughs> they make you look smart.
2: <laughs> they do, they do. And I will tell you, being blonde-haired, blue-eyed with boobs in the tech field, you can use the glasses. They have yeah. a lot.
3: Well, one of these came with black horn rims, so you'd, you'd be all, <laughs> there was a color, but they, they had to give you that black horn rim just in case you want yeah. to be, you know, smart, savvy business lady.
2: That's right. That's and I ordered, right. you
3: know, after the break, I'll tell you, I ordered two other things, too. They have not arrived yet. But I don't know. I think I'm on a binge. I, I, it's like withdrawal. I better, I better get off the shopping channel.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to take us to commercial break. We are going to come back from the break, and we're going to hear what Linda has bought this week. Uh, we're having some trouble locating our guest today, Erin Mortgart, so we're going to stay on the air and talk about Linda's shopping and my shopping habits because we've got some great things to tell you about when we come Come back from the break.
0: We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
5: Every Day Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod, Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonbinrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community, so tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod, Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central, on toginet.com. Attention parents and teachers, here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level, 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lokovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, with your host, Dr. Joe Lokovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com.
0: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: And Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are sorry to report that we can't reach our guest Erin Mortgart today. She did post on our Facebook, and she's looking forward to being on our show, so we're going to keep our fingers crossed that we can reach her before the end of the show, but as we were talking before we went to break, we were talking about some great products, and, you know, Mother's Day is coming up, Linda, and um, it's Saturday, or no, I guess it's Sunday, Sunday. and I'm really excited to see what we're my kids got me because I' I'm, I'm just greedy that way.
3: <laughs> well I just love it.
2: I just love it. I love presents.
3: I don't even care what it is. I've co- I've, I've probably made you something. Isn't that what kids do?
2: Well, you know, in the past, it depends. They have made me something in school, but if it goes to the other household, uh, my ex husband has given it to his girlfriend instead of me. So, yeah. (laughs) We know where his allegiance
3: lies. (laughs) He's He's getting smart at a young age. Give it to the girlfriend.
2: (laughs) Girlfriend, and well, I think it was the dad making him do that. But, uh, you know, it is one of those things where I just wait and see. Because, you know, they're little, and I I don't have a husband. That's gonna, you know, my dad might do something. We'll see.
3: Yes. Well, well Mother's Day is you know special.
2: What? It, it is. is. It is. But you know, it's like when you're a single mom. I gotta tell you, not that special. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> maybe breakfast in bed. Although we that would be interesting when you went back to the kitchen to see how they prepared that breakfast in bed. <laughs>
2: Great. I would spend more time cleaning up. But the nice thing as a single mom is I do get Mother's Day cards and I get Father's Day cards from my kids, which is terrific.
3: Well, I don't know, yeah. I might get a Mother's Day card from Lucy. We'll see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just a little paw print on there. Thanks, Mom.
3: Yeah, that's it. That thanks you awesome. know, thanks for hanging in there with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: so what else did you buy? You said well, one the show. I saw another thing on, on the uh on HSN and it was a new product that was like leg makeup. But it was new and innovative. I haven't gotten it yet, so I can report back next week. But I, they, she did, they did the demonstrations on on the show, and you know these were older women that had the really veiny legs and you know protruding veins, not not the flat little spiders. And yeah. it was um, when she put this thing on because apparently there is some silicone in it, so it kind cool. of um, it, it kind of smooths it look gives you the illusion of smoothing it out as well as making your legs look really like they had on um, stockings, but you don't. It was really smooth, and there was like a little glimmer to them, and it really looked very, very pretty. So I said, well, for another $25, (laughs) I'm going to be a sport, and I ordered that, and I'm looking forward to that coming. because, And I guess you could use it in other places because the coverage looked amazing. Is it spray or is it a cream? No, it, it's it's not spray. It's something that you you might you might probably put it on with your hands or or I don't know. Maybe I think it comes with a sponge. But I have this self-tanning stuff that I like because I never sit in the sun, but in the summer I always like my legs to look brown. So I have that, but this this looked like it even went beyond that. Of course, it washes off when you, you know, you take your shower. But uh, for the time that's on, and apparently it's not transferable onto your clothes. So, you know, you look like you have a, a dynamite pair of legs without a whole lot of flaws in them.
2: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm a big proponent of the self tanner too. And, you know, I just love the spray. I got to tell you, I mist it around my face. I spray my arms, I spray my back. And, um, you know, it just, especially for me, I'm so, so uh, ghostly pale um, that. I just cook in the sun, so if I have any sort of tan, it's going to be, you know, an artificial tan. And I use just—I have experimented with everything from Estee Lauder to the copper tone spray. And you know what? That grocery store copper tone spray, medium dark, is just perfect for me.
3: Well, if it if it can go on without looking uh, orangey or streaky. Then, it, then it's a winner. I mean, I've tried a lot of them, too, and um, it's hard. The ones that are invisible going on because they're white foam or something, it doesn't work because you miss so many spots. Oh, yeah, the I ones, look like a
4: roadmap.
3: Yeah, but the ones that have um, a color to them, they're, they go on a lot easier, and you can sort of see um, what it's going to look like. It, you know, it deepens as time goes by, but at least you have an idea, and you don't have these large white <laughs> blotches on your legs, which are very attractive.
2: Right, or orange elbows and orange wrist bones. Oh
3: yeah, or mean. palms. Yeah, it's you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's a challenge. I mean, I never used it in the winter, but um, so you know when when the good weather has arrived, because I'm back on my self tanner kick. But um, we'll try this. It may it may just uh, make it a lot easier. I don't mind yeah. it washing off if it, if it looks really cool.
2: Yeah, if it looks good. Well, and that's what I feel about the spray. Like, I end up, in, you know, and a friend of mine taught me this. She's actually an airbrush tanner for the studios. And she has me taught me how to use this, like, copper tone spray, you know, that's so inexpensive. And I would stand in my shower and spray it up. In the air and then kind of let it rain down on my face and my shoulders like it would kiss from the sun. You know what I mean? How you get more color on the teeth than on your arms. Yeah. And I would do the same thing, let it rain down like on my legs and my back. And then I have a handheld shower. I have a double shower in one of my handhelds. When I'm dried off, then I just hose down the shower so that, you know, the stain doesn't get in the grout and things like that. And I walk out of there dry and clean. And it, it really, really does a
3: great job. Okay, well, it's it's all about you know feeling good with it, and and there are so many on the market. It's hard to to figure out which one is the best for you because they on TV, they all look fabulous. You know the they tanning do. towels and this one and I mean they all theirs is always the very very best. But um, I got one from Bare Minerals that I I've been using and and I kind of like that one. It's not a spray, but, but a you put
2: can... it on or is it a powder?
3: No, it's um it's a liquid. You actually put it on with like they give you a big kabuki brush. Oh. Um and you just kind of brush it on your legs and um you know and 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 it it works and I like it cuz it remember in the olden days maybe they still do but I don't think they when it started to wear off if you didn't exfoliate it looked like you had scales like an alligator you know cuz it used to it used to like crack and it looked horrible, but, the, but oh, they're,
2: it's terrible!
3: Yeah. Well, now that yeah, I guess they're making them with more uh, moisturizing uh, pro, uh, things in them, so they it doesn't do that so much anymore because the other ones were so drying. And there's nothing. Nothing is, is worse than. some it. of them smell funny. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, the new the that. new ones don't. They they have perfected it so that they don't have that awful smell. So, you yes. know, it it's it's a new generation of and I guess more and more people are trying to to stay out of the sun. So this is, you know, this is a a good alternative.
2: It is. It is. You know what? Our guest has arrived, Erin Mortgart. We're so excited to have her. And she has to be the self-tanning and tanning expert because whenever I'm looking <laughs> at she just rocks it And I want to tell you guys why we're so excited To have Erin on the show Is because she is a powerful woman She is a strong woman She is an educated woman She's articulate And anybody who puts Latin in their biography And is a hot mama Just wins my heart Because I'm one of the few people That had to study that ero aris arit, arunt, And look good doing it So I would like to bring Erin start on Erin are you with us?
4: I am. It's so nice to be with you. Yes, thank you so much for for having me on your show. This is wonderful.
2: Absolutely. So we were talking about self tanning um, before you came on, and you always look great in your photos. Do you use a combination of creams and
4: airbrushing, and you know, or are you just dark naturally? Oh my my. Well, um, I am like a walking chemical. Um, it is. <laughs> It's, it's basically, uh, you know, I've I've been doing over the years a combination of things. But one thing that I have done is stayed out of the sun since I was about 22 years old. But um, since then, I I have found a company. It's called Sun Labs, and they're fantastic. They create the, um, the chemicals that they they use for the, the larger tanning. Um, uh, spray, you know, spray tan, uh, um, salons and, and so forth. And anyway, they create something for you for a personal use. And I've been using them for years. Um, really? you know, not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wish I should own stock in them. I could make a huge killing with that. But, um, they are fantastic. So I've been using, um, a combination of exfoliation, the, the Sun Labs products, which they have a, a spray on, they have a cream. And also sunscreen too. So, um, and the ironic thing is, um, prior to this, we we were stationed in Hawaii, and that is, you can walk outside and get tanned instantly. I mean, it's just the sun is so strong. So um, you have to be extra careful. And even there, I stayed out of the sun unless I was um, unless you know I was either a surfing or freediving, things like that. But you have to be very careful. So even there, I used the same products. So.
3: Yeah, and then you have to put on the um, the SPF fifty or or better these and thank God they have them these days. So it really, it really doesn't penetrate.
4: Exactly, exactly. And, it,
3: and it, you can always spot the women that you know were sun worshippers. You know, remember they used to go out with <laughs> they used to put on the baby oil with the reflectors. And you, could, I mean, their skin once they turn 40, 45, they look they look like reptiles. It was it, it was horrible.
4: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I, I, I remember seeing those, and I thought I would never, ever be like that. And I, my background is, is Portuguese, Spanish, Italian, and Brazilian. And Wow. Um, my father was one who tanned. I mean, he really tanned well, and I do, too. So I could, but I don't. I choose to do it safely and save my face, save my skin, and not look like, you know, the crib Keeper. I'm not going to do that, so...
2: No grip keepers. No grip keepers on this show. I'm a big (laughs) proponent of the giant hat. You know, I buy these hats. You know, at, and I don't care if they're at Neiman Marcus or Target, these big monster things that cover my shoulder, but I am like Casper the Friendly Ghost White. So there's like, you know, nothing going to happen but some, some fried eggs over here. I'm going to take us (laughs) to commercial break. Uh, we're here today with Erin Mortgart, and my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Powered Up Talk Radio along with Linda Franklin. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to be a smart, savvy, successful, sexy woman and be empowered in our own skin with Erin Markgart. You can check her out on the web. For those of you that missed the first half of our show, you can check us out on iTunes. You can hear us on toginetradio.com, Rockstar Radio Network, and you can go to our post site, which is powereduptalkradio.com. You're not going to want to miss Erin and Linda and what we have to say about beauty after the break.
0: We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
4: This is for all you girls about 42, tossing pennies in.
5: From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Flipman on toginet.com. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The
0: beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. With Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
4: This is for all you girls about. Hey ladies,
2: this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and our guest today is Erin Morgart and she is not only a fitness model and an actress, but she can kick some serious ass not only in kickboxing but in education, in language, in in glamour, all these things. She was Miss Galaxy, Virginia two thousand twelve. And we also have in our co host, one of the first you were the first Toronto woman on the New York Stock Exchange. Is that right, Linda?
3: Uh, the first Canadian woman to have a seat on the New York Stock Exchange, Yeah, There
2: we go. That's the beautiful way to put it. I butchered it. I'm sorry. But I'm <laughs> in the presence of greatness here. I'm in the presence of two women who are incredibly powerful in their careers. They also happen to be total foxes. They are really good-looking. I have seen Linda in person. I can verify it. I have watched Erin, and I got to talk to her on the phone, and I think that you guys have something special that, most women and especially a woman like me aspire to have in my life and I would like to ask you I'm going to go to uh, Linda first as my co-host what does it mean to you Linda when somebody like me says you know what Linda you are such a powerful woman what does that mean to you
3: well the first thing that um, immediately I feel embarrassed (laughs) Because you know it's you know that's very sweet of you to say, but um, you know I I look at myself compared to a lot of other women that are doing fabulous things, and I'm I'm doing you know doing what I can do, so it embarrasses me. But um, I thank you so much for the compliment because it's a lovely compliment.
4: God, I
2: think you're a fox. I can't imagine you ever being embarrassed. I think there's so many things I I love about you and I admire about you and I love that you would actually come clean and tell me exactly, you know, what it feels like. Um, Erin, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to ask you, what does it mean to you when I say you're a powerful woman?
4: I clam up and I would say exact. I would say the same thing. I don't know how to respond. It's one of those things that, you just you kind of say thank you and you don't know where to go from there. You kind of want to um, hide a little bit and and then talk about something. Also, I feel the same way. It's 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 something like you you know or you see what you do on paper. You know what you do and you know who you are, but at the same time you're kind of going. I, I'm not that. I don't know. It's just it's it's taking ownership of. What you do and and accepting it and just and, and going with it, and I find myself to, to I, all the time doing that A lot of time in a situation where um i am I'm training someone or i' am training uh, groups in the military, then I feel like I have to take on a different persona, and I just I'm a completely different person and i because you have to be you have to be the one in charge the one in command. And, you know, then I I do take ownership of what I'm doing because they can can read right through that. They can tell if you're scared or if you don't know what you're doing or, or whatnot. So, but, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I think you and I share that in common because when we're out and doing what we need to do, we're not shy about who we are. But um, so and and it shows you don't even have to say a word, it's kind of in it's in the look
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> that, you exactly. know, they, they know it. do you say That's you're right. training
4: for the military i I train the military um I work as a I have my own my own company, but I also work as a military trainer. um I've been doing that since um about 1997, and i especially in Hawaii, I trained many of the military commands. Um, groups as large as 250 people, most of them then, most of them, you know, ages 19 to probably 32, 33 years old. And I would be the one to um, conduct physical exercise with them and, and guide them into what they have to do. And I would have to do it, of course, with them at all times. So I really had to be able to do what they're doing. And I was the one who essentially made it the workout. So it was it was pretty awesome. So that's that's uh, that's what I've been doing. That's one of the things. Well, if yep. you
3: could if you could you know have them toe the mark, then yeah, you're a powerful lady. You know, because they're you know talk about macho, right? <laughs>
4: Oh, completely because they look at me i'm five street yes. and they they kind of at first you know when people first meet me they they wonder, and then you know once we start working out, then they hate me so it I like it it's fun <laughs> yeah,
3: with all of your credentials of you know you know with the the and and the citadel and all how how did you get into modeling after that
4: um well, it kind of culminated in the fact that um. I mean, I started modeling when I was about 17 years old, and it, 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 you know, it just came about, and you know, you kind of think around with it, and then later on, I saw the world of fitness modeling and how fitness, you know, bodybuilding has changed. It became um, some somewhere between, you know, um, the really uh, powerhouse bodybuilders into like, you know, the fit model, and I thought, well, I can, I can do that, and and so that's kind of how it started, and. Um, um I had my first code shoot when I was in Hawaii and it just it started from there because I realized that that um other people were doing it and why why couldn't I do it? So I just I just did. So what
3: what is this and I, I'm you know, I've been all over your site, so I, and and Facebook page. So i I was seeing the thing for the United Nations. Tell me what that's about. That's
4: basically it's a it's a it's a pageant. It is um they have a, they have different categories. They have misses. They have miss. They have Mister even. So it kind of makes it neat because it's not just about females, but um, it, it's really about different cultures coming together and um, meeting you know meeting other people and competing against uh, people of other of other nations. And so um, it doesn't have anything to do with the United Nations per se, but it, it basically just um, it. Celebrates cultures and yeah. uh, it's just it's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's the United it's so Nations
3: just... of people,
4: right? Exactly. So, and, so you,
3: yeah. so were you, you, you were misses. Um, you had that title as misses for 2012.
4: Uh, yeah, I had the title for misses um, for 2012, yeah. and also for 2013. Um, I'm competing for the world title this July, so it is coming up. Yes. Wow, where is that going to be held? In Cancun, Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: So, so,
4: you're,
3: I'm, what, so you're in um, training.
4: I'm I'm in training yeah,
2: well, and uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And what do you do to prepare for something like this? You know, what? How do you prepare your body? How do you prepare your hair? I mean, how do you? Is it something that you just do on a daily basis, or do you really ramp it up
4: before these competitions? A lot of times you do ramp it up, but you. I think you have to. And what I've been doing is is what I normally do, and and stay. In, in training mode because you have to be physically fit uh, to do it. And they focus more on the interview portion, on um, the um, the educational aspect and how you will represent your country, basically. Yeah. and um, But you can't just go into it, you know, with, with just a few weeks of training. It's something that you, you naturally do. And I, I say that to most people, you know, people who want to prepare for an event and they're – you know, they're they're going to take two weeks or three weeks or a month to do it, and then it'll be fine. Um, it doesn't work that way. It, it has to be something that you either normally naturally do, or you just it's it's it takes months of preparation. So luckily, I'm in the business that I'm constantly, you know, taking care of my body, and 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 so it's not really that big of a preparation for me. It's more or less um, just feeling comfortable about going there and um, representing. United States, so that's that's mainly it for me. I mean, and and being comfortable in public speaking, especially in that arena. So,
3: when you go to the when you win that title, um, do you have to do you go around to different places uh, as a representative of of this of this
4: contest? Or you do absolutely. You you, uh, you you do have a photo shoot. You represent the country. They send you to different different countries. Um, you represent the United Nations, and then you do um, more or less like a, you're almost like a goodwill and ambassador. Yeah. And you have to have a platform that, you, that you're that you standing up for. And mine happens to be uh, against uh, sexual abuse with children, so um, I, I'm, I'm very much um, prepared for, for those conversations there. And I know that uh, some countries, you know, it's, it's there's a lot of trafficking, and so I'm kind of prepared to go against other... Countries when I when I go there to discuss how they can change that that's going to be difficult and a lot of preparation so that's the only thing I'm concerned about is just making sure I do everything in a politically correct sort of way but I'm not the most politically correct person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the right show. <laughs> well, I'm not at all. And in fact, you know, if anyone brings up to me and someone did on another show about the Sharia law, I'm like, oh gosh, okay, well, you know. <laughs> That that needs to be done away with, and so it, it's yeah. I I would like to make the the pageant. I'd like to win it. I'd like to do the tour and make it out alive. That's what I'd like. <laughs> well, that's a,
3: well, that's one one hell of a goal to make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's not what you'd hear Miss America
4: say. <laughs> no, it's not. But in this world, it's like I just want to make it out alive. I don't want anything to happen. Keep my beliefs and, and help people and and, and make it home safely, safely, so well,
3: you know, when you have a, a strong platform, especially, you know, if it's about women, if it's and children and the sexual abuse and all of the horrible things that are going on, um, you know, you're gonna you pick up some enemies along the way because they wanna kinda keep these things under wraps and um, thank God the closet door is opening a little bit and people are peeking their heads through and, and telling and and talking about you know what's really you know, know women in the military Uh, that's my uh, shining service. Is my organization and now uh, finally we're getting some (sighs) some some media press on on really what's going on to these women who serve and um, that's what's necessary to to get these guys to to get off their high horse and uh, and change change some rules and regulations
4: absolutely absolutely and I, I I've dealt with a lot of that too especially I mean all the years that that i've I, I call it serving the military, even in my capacity, um have i've seen it i've seen it happen as as um as much as you know most people but in a different way what they have to go through and one of my best friends um served in the military for twenty years and she retired as a, a military chief and so she um she has a lot of stories to tell but it it's tough it, it is. is tough. It's very tough. It
2: is. Girls, I need to take us to commercial break. Um, This is Powered Up Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Our guest today is Erin Mortgart. When we come back from the break, we're going to pick up talking about how difficult it can be for a beautiful woman, an attractive woman, a sexy woman, to get her point across. Even though sometimes we get a little more attention than we're used to, it can be diffused uh, by the concept of beauty. We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break with Erin Mortgart, Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck from Powered Up Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: we've
0: got lots more powered up with sandra beck and linda franklin after these messages
5: do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? Well, pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
1: Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports radio show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns and Motorsports, Entertainment at its best. Trust us on this one; it's a fun show every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central right here on the Toginet Radio Network.
0: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, my co-host on Power Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with Erin Mortgart. She is uh, a very, very powerful woman. I'm just going to keep saying that because I don't make sure girls uncomfortable, but no, really. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's smart. She's bright. She's got all these things going on. She's a perfect fit for our show. And the topic that I would like to introduce uh, for Linda and myself and Erin to talk about, and we've all been there. It's great when you're an attractive woman. You get a lot of attention. You get doors opened for you that, you know, you might not otherwise. And when you have a popular message to bring, everybody loves you. I'm going to throw out there that as an attractive woman, when I've come out in public and I have had to deliver bad news, I've had to be the whistleblower, I've had to talk about topics that are unpopular, all of a sudden it's like this tremendous Backlash, and I have a feeling that beauty plus unpopular message causes like people's
3: heads to spin off.
2: I'm just going to put it out there.
3: <laughs> uh. I think I think Sandra you have to also um, put intelligence in, in you know in that grouping because um, smart women are very intimidating, uh, more uh, likely to, to other women than it is to men, but but nevertheless.
4: I would agree with you, Aaron. What do you think i I think so too. In fact, I was remembering a circumstance where um, I was in front of a command and of ninety and i trained them my d six to eight a m in the morning, and I had to deliver some news about um, some some training that they had to undergo and that they needed to be within a certain you know body range uh, body fat and it was as if they were ready to kill me because. You know, I was trying to be very nice and sweet about it, but at the same time, I said, "Okay, this is what really is going to happen, and so you need to be prepared for that." And and it it does. It, it's a backlash. It's like they you 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 become a different person to them, and it's it's difficult. It's really it's, it's it's the dynamics are just bizarre. I think it's kind of funny, but yeah, it it definitely does happen.
3: Yeah, a woman and, and in charge just, is not the most popular.
4: No,
2: No. and then you make her attractive, and you make her intelligent, because it's like, I really believe in, you know, and I work in the tech field there, and I'm I'm a technology specialist, and I run a company of moms that work in the tech fields from home, and, you know, I go to some of these events, and, you know, there's our pocket protector guys, and there's our NASA engineers and everything, and, you know, and here I come in with high heels, a short skirt, and big hair, and big boobs, and big blue eyes, and (laughs) they look at me like, oh, here she comes, but then when I start fire enough look there's a problem in your system and you know this is what's causing it and this is what's going to happen and you know all of a sudden it's like That whole perception they had in their head of me coming in, and then when I open my big mouth and I don't say things that they'll want to hear. I mean, I know people don't generally like that, but I think when you're an attractive woman and an intelligent woman, it's like they they just open fire. You know, (laughs) it's like grab your head, get under the table, because a war is going to happen. And um, to me, it's always interesting I went uh, head-to-head with an FBI guy one time and a police guy, and we were in a panel of experts, and I was like, you know, the guy's trying to sit here and tell me how to do my job. And I'm like, sir, I don't go to the FBI and teach you how to do your job, teach you how to fire a gun. You know, and we got in this big argument, and there were Two other women who were quiet as church mouses flanking me on either side totally left me hanging out there. And, you know, it got into a man fight, and I think it was because I was willing to speak up, but I think that fuel on the fire was that I was attractive and intelligent, and how dare you do that. That's
4: how it felt to me. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that I've had that happen before with conversations and um, they they immediately want to to undercut you by your beauty and by um, how you look and they turn it around on you and then you kind of have to remind them I mean I have had to do this before that that um, you know I, I I I tend to get really sarcastic and, and then I do open my mouth and then I start using big words and then I start you know really it's it's it's, it's yeah, I really try to, and then I become this very cutthroat person because I feel intimidated that they're even questioning what I'm saying, why I'm saying it, and how I know this information. And um, it, it is—it's like they—if you were just a normal average person, they wouldn't do that. But but if you are if you are attractive, they will come after you exactly as you said exactly. Can well, we have yeah.
2: To- Oh, go
3: ahead, Linda. I'm sorry. But you have to have allies. I mean, you know, I was on Wall Street for all of those years, and I was the only woman in the firm, you know, running a trading uh, department. So, yeah, there, you know, there was jealousy, and this wasn't something I could leave. You know, we were <laughs> we were there um, all the time. So, you know, it was constantly having to prove yourself. But, uh, but I want to tell you in the defense of the men, uh, when they – when they trusted you, uh, when they knew that you were loyal, when they knew that you were really a team player, they really went out of their way to help you. Uh, with my mentor was, you know, uh, the, the CEO of the firm, and he did wonders for me. But you had to prove that's, yourself. Yeah, that's you absolutely had to true. Oh. Yeah, you had to prove yourself. But, when, but once you did, then you, you know, then you were in. You know, you you were and you
2: got your undying loyalty and protection because I see that with my military uh, contracts and stuff like that. Once I earn my stripes, if you will, or I prove to them that I know what I'm doing, I'm protected. But I have to work ten times as hard and I have to be ten times as good in order to be accepted. Did you find that too, Linda?
3: um yeah but you know in our it was uh everyone had their expertise and i think uh working on a on a train in a training department you everyone did have to have their expertise so they they kind if it they kind of bowed to you in, in your little niche of what you, you had to do, and it was really funny because all of all of the you know the, the guys that I was working with they were younger, they were all Wharton and harvard M b a s and they were great in research and they were great in analyzing companies and all of that. But when it came to pulling the trigger of actually buying and selling securities, they froze, and that was my job. Wow. You know, so, um, because they just, you know, pu- pulling the trigger because, oh, my God, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> you know, and, and it's big money that, you know, that uh, that you're talking about. So, you know, so that, they respected me because I, I pulled the trigger.
4: I, I love I have, that. I love that, too, and, and I, I felt that way, especially um, I trained the Admiral and his staff, oh, goodness, for three years, twice a week, and, Talk talk about earning your stripes. They, I had to do that with them and with their whole staff, and it was a huge test. And you had not only him, but um, you know his his AE, the doctor, I and mean, everyone. You had to go through all these various, uh things about um, are things safe? Are you able to do this? Are you able to do that? And making sure the the um, The fleet was successful because I was responsible for a lot of that, a lot of the testing, making sure that what I was doing was improving the uh, performance of the fleet, and that didn't mean just him, but um, of the other commands and ships. And and we had testing all the time. So it was something that, in the end, I was definitely supported. I got a special award for it, which I was very proud of. Um, You win accolades from from the other military people. And that's, that's a really good feeling because you know that what you've done, worked, and um, it, it's totally worth it, So, but it takes a while.
3: Uh, what are you doing now? Um, are you doing more private um, training uh, with your company than, than the military uh, piece now?
4: I, I'm still working with the military. I'm doing private training. Uh, we are in the process of moving to California, so um, I've been trying to uh, maintain some semblance of sanity with that, and once I get out there, I I am also a CrossFit trainer, so um, I would like to, to open up my own CrossFit box, and also I'm going to be delving more into um, the the, uh, the side of um, producing and acting, because I've been offered a lot of different things as far as reality shows and training female roles, different things. I belong to SAG, and, and i I'm ready to do that. I think that would be really cool. It will be very close to LA, so I'm excited to take it to the next level.
3: Yeah, always new. Are you married? I am. yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. Did you keep you saying we? So, how does your husband feel about all of this?
4: Well, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think, it. yeah, I
3: understand. Sometimes yeah, uh, but he's
2: a baby captain. He's got his own self-esteem. He's got his own, you know, gig going on. She can go do her thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the rea- that's I mean,
4: basically what it's done. Yeah, that's what it's done. So, yeah. Well, you
3: know, the reality shows, uh, as, as crazy as some of them are, uh, my God, what what kind of great branding do you get by being on the air, uh, you know, every week for eight or nine weeks? It's amazing what some of these women have done. Even though you may hate them, you're going to say, well, they made a good decision because then they went off with their own products and and, and got themselves. Well, that's like
2: Jillian Michaels. I just bought her stuff. You know, I I think she rocks. She gets me motivated, and I'm sweating and huffing and puffing. I'm like, and she's standing on her hand, and I'm like, bah! you know, but I keep going. I mean, I just think it's so great, and I would love, I would pay money to watch Erin go head to head with Jillian Michaels. That would be my dream team workout That would be awesome, and I would kick her butt.
4: I, I'm going <laughs> to say that right now publicly. I watched her show a couple times, and I thought, this is really sad. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, and there I go. I opened up my big mouth. So, uh, you know, I know what she does, and I respect her, and actually I did a fitness expo with, with one of her protégés, a, a season four winner. Um, so I got to know them real well. I got to know a lot about the show, and it's um, it. It's just it's it, it would be a very interesting combination because um, training the military is like you're, you're against gunfire basically I think you know and oh, you yeah. have to be able to, yeah
3: you have to you have to walk your talk you have to
4: pass the PT you have to know and these guys are in shape. Against.
3: You know, you're just yeah. making them eat in even better shape on, on the Biggest Loser and, and other shows. I mean, these these people are just so out of shape and so heavy. So this is like being in kindergarten. Yeah, and exactly. You, and you're and you're doing a master's degree in fitness.
4: That that's right. That's right. And um, that's how they feel too. And sometimes they don't like it. And um, I it's my job to make sure that they don't like it because it, it works anyway. And for a lot of people, I've actually you know saved a lot of jobs. I have. And I've been thankful uh, about that, and that is the best feeling of all. I know that that. I've you guys, that.
2: I got to blow the whistle. It's at the end of the show. I want to thank you, Erin Mortgart, for being our guest. We expect you to be on NBC, ABC, kicking some ass, you know, with people around here. If you're moving to LA, you got to look me up. Linda, thank you, thank you so much uh, for another great show this week. Um, we are going to have next week on our show, um, Mary Beth. Bergen, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with her. She is the uh, one of the savvy ladies coming up. So uh, when we come back next week, you're not going to want to miss it. We're going to bring more powerful women, have a lot of fun. Linda, thank you. Aaron, thank you. Karina, thank, thank you. you. We had a great show today. Thank
4: you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and promise,